Just, oh my gosh, there's all cows. And they make you feel great about yourself, too, because they're like, I like your shoes or you're beautiful. Don't be distracted by the beautiful people. You got it. You got to be better. Greetings and welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAP Sloop Podcast. My name is Larry Burden and ChatGPT recommended her New Year's resolution should include more pods on AI revealing its inherent bias. It's Danielle Brostrom. Before submitting to Danielle's potentially useful designs, we should pause the planning to proceed with TCAP's loops. Moment of Zen. To say that something is designed means it has intentions that go beyond its function. Otherwise, it's just planning. I think that's actually pretty topical, especially when we talk about, our, we, when reflecting back on our pre-pod discussion, I think this is actually uh, uh, the perfect, moment of Zen for what we're going to discuss, which is, again, AI. There's a lot of voices out there. What stood out for you when you ran into Dr. Uh, Saba Kidwai? So I saw Dr. Saba Kidwai um, at the McCall uh, Michigan Virtual AI Summit in the middle of December. And first of all, that was an amazing conference. Um, She was there as a keynote as was Sal Khan. I know, big eyes there, Larry. I got Lightweight. to see Sal Khan. Dr. Kidwai, I, I really appreciated her perspective on the AI conversation because I think in the worlds that I'm in right now, everyone is super fascinated with the tool. They're, they're excited about what AI is and what it can do. And look, you can put this in and you can get that out. It's the shiny ball conversation that we've had with EdTech for so many years and with so many things. It's the Xeroxing of ChatGPT. We've reduced AI to ChatGPT, the tool itself. So we Google it, we ChatGPT it. Yes. How many times have you heard that over the past? Yes, yes, yes. I loved her. I love the look on your face when I said that initially because you're like, what is he talking about? I I was going to call you on that. And then you followed up with an answer. So thank you for recognizing my look on a podcast. I I loved her perspective, though, on that instead of using AI to answer the questions that we've been struggling with, asking new questions, you know, getting to that point where we, we need to reinvent education. And we know this, and we've talked about this for so long, that our systems are producing exactly what... We've designed them to produce, so we need to fix the system. So AI is giving us this opportunity to ask better questions, and she really focused on that. She talked a lot about using design thinking, which we've talked about design thinking a lot before and probably even on this pod, but that whole entire process that you go through when you're when you're reinventing something and when you're in engineering something new, you, you start out with empathy So thinking of the user and what do they need, and then you move to defining the problem, and then you're creating possible solutions and prototyping them. And sometimes you go back and forth between those a lot because you're realizing that you're missing key pieces, and then you're going back in that circle. So you're continuing to create new solutions based on what you gather through your prototypes and your your testing phase and from your user that you empathized with in that first step. So why are we not applying that kind of design thinking 
And using AI to help solve some of the problems. So instead of saying, oh my gosh, this AI is so cool, I can use it to write a lesson plan or I can use it to, you know, create this worksheet or fill this out. Why are we not using it to start starting with those kids? And okay, my problem is that my students are not engaged fully in in their education. Why is that? Defining my problem and moving along that cycle from there and using AI where it fits in. So asking better questions was was really the whole entire point that I got out of her her keynote. Anytime we talk about design thinking, I like how you go to empathy. I go to root cause. Mm-hmm. And I like the question that you asked in regards to that, which is what are the rules we should be breaking? This is an opportunity to look back and actually do the problem solving that's necessary to do to change the paradigms in which we're educating our children. 100%. How can we use AI to change what we do, not just to make everything we do now more efficient and so we can do more? How do we change what we do so we have more time for those things that really matter and those things that really fill our bucket? And we know this. This is like Education 101. When we talk to kids, the thing that they remember from school is that teacher. It's not that worksheet, right? It's that teacher. It's those relationships. So, some research that she shared with us, which I thought was pretty valuable. Research shows we're heading toward a teacher shortage, and we know this, and that we have a problem with novice educators. So how do we get those new teachers up to where they need to be so they feel confident and can move forward? So how can AI help us reframe that problem, starting with that empathy piece? How can AI help us reframe that and help us work through that problem with a different lens? Uh, That would be the question I would ask you. What are the rules we should be breaking? What are they? What are the rules we should be breaking? When we're we're trying to solve solve this problem and we're trying to define it, are we talking about time? If we have less teachers, again, we're cutting into the amount of time the current teachers have. If we have novice teachers, they're going to be less efficient in their processes, so they're, they take more time. So is time the, that root cause? And is this an opportunity to find more time? Or is that not the root cause? And the root cause is actually our relationships with our students. I think that... Or is it something else? No, I think the relationships with our students can is definitely where we're going to see the biggest benefit, right? So, okay, do you think why, I have all the why? answers? Okay, this is, well, 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 this is, I mean, this is, it was funny because you sat down and you're like, do we have enough questions for this? Is we there enough so here? Many questions. And, and, and so, so let's, let's, let's do that. Let's do a little five why. Ooh. Right? We're talking about design thinking here. Let's put let's, that in the notes. Let's no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> we're just we're just having a we're just having a talk. We might not get five. Okay, let's do it. Because I'm not that smart. So, okay. Why will AI help us get to the root cause of the problems with our educational outcomes? I don't think that's the correct question. Okay. I don't think AI is going to help us get to the root cause. I think right. that we we start with our problem. So we we empathize with the kids, right? So you start with the kids. They've been through a lot. COVID threw us all into a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a, a fun spiral, not fun spiral. And so, so you've got these kids that are, are coming into school with a lot, and we are trying to catch up, right? Because we're trying to meet their needs. We're trying to focus more on SEL but we're not taking the time away from anything else. So teachers are overwhelmed. 
So that that's my landscape, right? Please, I don't I'm think floundering. I think I think we're putting and I think it might be helpful to move away from the COVID COVID culprit. I, I think that if anything, COVID helped spotlight yes. some of the the issues that were already there. Yeah. You know, when we're looking at root cause, I think we need to look past. It's it's easy to say it's COVID. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, now that we're over that, we can get back to the old ways of doing things. I'm trying to get back to that, the, the whys. So maybe we, we first need to define the problem. What, what are we trying to solve? What are we designing for? The kids don't feel like we're relevant. They don't feel like we are giving them what they need. Is that accurate? If that's the question we're trying Disengage to ask. Disengage learners. Okay. So how can we engage learners? How can we better or, engage or, or, learners? That's not a, that's not a why. So okay. why are our learners not engaged? Because they don't see the relevance. Ugh. Oh no, I think that's that's fair. Why have we not found relevancy in the topics and uh, subject matter that we're because it's not to? because it's not personalized. It's a one-size-fits-all. We are teaching to the middle-ish, and not all of our kids are in the middle-ish. You've got those kids that are super advanced learners, and then the kids that are super um, just have different needs, and we're we're not always meeting their needs because there's so many demands on the educator. So we know this. This is not. Yeah, this is no, this, is, not this is nothing new. Why have we not been? Um, we know that this is a problem. We've known mm-hmm. this is a problem for. As long as I've been in education, and it's sure it's, it's been a lot longer than that. Why have we not been able to tackle that problem effectively? We've tried, but systems are hard and big systems are hard and education changes so slowly. And there's so many moving pieces and we, we've tried. We've tried, but we have not been successful, I don't think, because we don't have enough resources, Right. We don't have enough teachers. We don't have enough everything that, that that we need to fix this problem, which is where the AI would come in, right? Because AI would give us extra resources, essentially. It's going to... See, we, 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 jumped, we, we jumped a little bit ahead there. And in, in the end, it has to... Since we're having a discussion on AI, some of the design thinking falls out because we're, we're already assuming that this is the solution to a problem. Yep. I mean, I'm using the wrong tool in this case. And that's where I think sometimes when we are talking, you know, big galaxy brain stuff that's what we're doing like, today. like this, yeah. I felt that we were getting, we, we could get trapped. And I think where it, where our moment of Zen is kind of hitting that point to say something is designed means it has intention to go beyond its function. Otherwise it's just planning what we're doing with, with this conversation is that second part. We're just talking yep, with no real intention. And I think that's where we get caught a lot of times when we start talking about tools and we immediately go galaxy brain and then we haven't actually taken into account the application and what problems we're trying to solve in the immediacy. When we think about a teacher trying to get something done in the framework of the larger process. So yes, when we're when we're when we're thinking about design thinking, we have to look big picture, but we have to bring it then down to an intentional level. And I think while we want to move past the it's a tool, mm-hmm. 
conversation. The reality is it is a tool that should be meeting an intention of the user. Now, do we have to have a conversation, a larger conversation of where is this going and how can it change the larger framework? And does it give us the opportunity to do that? Yeah, that's the great thing about it. But if we're not engaging in the nuts and bolts of the process, if we're trying to build a structure without actually buying hammers and nails, it's it's just going to be a dream. Yeah. So we need to move beyond that planning process and actually figure out how we can get this functioning, this tool functioning in our teacher's hands and our students' hands going to the, the next reality is not everybody is on the same page yet with AI. AI. So to me, that's where, that's where we get stuck, I think. We have people here. We have people there. You've been in technology education for a long time. And one of the biggest hurdles that you have is you have outliers on both sides. Yep. And again, that's, that sounds a lot like education. Yes, 100%. So is it a reality to get everybody on the same page? Yes. I'm an optimist. I don't yes. know. See, I don't know. See, there has to be. I don't know if the, we're human. I know, but we're human. I mean, we want to empathize. Well, I took, I'm I'm taking you all the way. I want to. Okay, here we go. All right, let's here we go. go. Here we go. We talk about empathy. Yes, that's the first thing you talked about. Yes. If you if you're talking about empathy, you have to meet the learner where they're at. Yes, you're right. I know. So I know this is, but this is good. You're right. You're this right. Is good. There, are, there's always going to be those differences in. Skill level, knowledge base, and aptitude. So when we think about that root cause, maybe that's the root cause. That's the thing we're always struggling with, right? Is that difference in aptitude for our learners or meeting them where they're at. Okay, we have this thing that can help us do that more efficiently than any model we currently have. Yes, you can't see me nodding on the podcast, but yeah. Potentially. Potentially. If it's implemented thoughtfully and carefully and with intention, right? Instead of just thrown out there haphazardly like we do things. So it's already thrown out there haphazardly. Oh, I know. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing in and of itself. If we look at the tools there, how can we get people trained to use it efficiently and appropriately to get the most personalization. If that's the goal that we're looking for, empathy and personalization for our students, what can it do to help meet that goal? I think we need to give teachers time to figure that out. I think they need time to ask these questions and wrestle with this topic. This this topic is super messy. You know, Michigan Virtual has some great discussion questions that I think are top-notch because they're things like, a student uses it in this way, what do you think? And just having teachers wrestle with that, because not everybody's at the same page, there are some people who are still going to say, absolutely not. You use any kind of AI, that is cheating, straight up. And then there are other people who see that as a more gray area. And I think teachers deserve the time that 
They deserve the time to be heard because they are professionals in their field. And they deserve that 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 time to dive in and see what AI can do and how it can help them answer the right questions. And and I think we're not giving them that time currently anywhere. You're you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. However, we're we're design thinking here. So <laughs> keep going. How how roles have gotten reversed in the past half an hour? You're making wow. me roll my eyes at you, Larry. Wow. Like a child. Yes, yes. So, okay, so, so... So, again, this, this is, is... a messy pod. It, well, this is... I know. That, that's, that's good. It that's, is good. That's good. I think the time thing... I, I threw the time thing out there first. And you kind of poo-pooed it a little bit and, yeah. went, to, and went to empathy. I agree with that. I think the easy out is to go to time. Time is, hear me out. Okay, time. Time is a very important factor. It's a data point. This is something that we have to take into account when we're looking for a solution in our design thinking process. Almost every time I see conversations in the educational community about problem solving, the real issues in education, we hit the time wall. And everybody throws up their hands, and then nothing gets done. Okay, I, I think they're together, though, right? Because uh, no, it's 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 part of the problem. It's a it's something that has to be taken into account. Mm-hmm. But if we just throw up our hands when we hit it, that's not solving problems. That's recognizing a problem. Yeah. So let's recognize the problem, and then see if some of the tools that we have. We're having a a discussion on AI. How can AI help solve this particular hurdle on our way to personalization and empathy for our students? Do you know what someone showed me this morning? Someone showed me School AI, which is a tool that, like, you can put in a question and it can kind of go like a choose-your-own-adventure for students, blah, blah, blah. But the way that this person showed me was they were using it like an AI tutor, like a conversation that that a teacher could have to learn more about AI. So the teacher can go on and ask their specific questions and get their specific learning. So maybe maybe that's how we use AI to solve the time problem, right? Is that teachers aren't learning about AI by a big giant staff meeting. They aren't learning about AI by going to a conference and listening to Salcon, which by the way, amazing, amazing. But maybe they're learning about it by going on to this school AI and having a conversation with AI about how they can use AI in the classroom. Is that too meta? That sounds kind of meta. But it, but it was really neat because teachers were able to get personalized answers to their questions and able to work through that with, with like a, a coach almost, one-on-one, which we can't do because I don't have the time to do that. So is that AI then solving the problem? I think that's part of the solution. I think that could be a, a solution to try. Again, going back to what you were saying earlier, there's going to be some trial and error, but the design process brings us back to reflect and then try again. So how do we continue to stay in that design process? I think we will. But to your point, she was waving her arms back and Bouncing forth, which we've really done a lot of, which we've done a lot of. <laughs> The key is to stay intentional Intentional. about, okay, I am going to reflect. 
this did not work the way I, I had hoped it would. I'm going to reflect on it, and then I'm going to take what I've learned, the data that I've gathered, and then try again with intention. With intention. So this was cool. That was a shiny ball, but it didn't actually solve my problem, right? So I need to come back at it in a different way with, with, with intention. With intention, with the the knowledge that I have gained, the data that I have, because in my design process, I had created some metrics that I was measuring because I did it intentionally the first time. Yep. So that then I can look at them, reassess, and try again, which is what we should be doing. AI is no different, really, in that respect. We should be doing that same design process when we're incorporating, and we should be incorporating it in our practice. There's a lot of mindfulness at play here, that stepping back and looking at what you do with intention, which we don't always do. We get on autopilot, frankly. We get moving through our day. We're moving through our stuff. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Take care of this need. Do this. But to take a minute, I mean, we're, we're su super blessed that we get to have the, this kind of a conversation with another educational professional in this field because that doesn't always happen. So I think um, just being more intentional. Oh, good stuff, Larry. All right, all right, all right. I, I, I put you on the ledge, and hopefully you've gotten back down off of it. I, I do want to, before we, we finish, I want you to go back, because I don't think we gave Dr. Saba. Kid Y. Kid Y, enough room. Was there anything else that you found really inspiring about what she was talking to? I would honestly go to her site. Her work inspired our conversation today. So I would go check out designingschools.org. Um, that is where she keeps all of her information about shifting our mindset around AI. Um, there's a couple of YouTube videos. She's very active on YouTube and on social media. She did her entire presentation, in fact, holding her phone and like using it in a way that we want teachers to do. So that was pretty cool to see. Keep an eye on her. I think she's got good stuff coming, but... Dr. Saba Kidwai, Designing Schools. Yep, That's a good one for our educational leaders mm -hmm. to check out. Because you should I know think, her. Yeah. Hey, speaking of educational leaders, Tech Tool of the Week. Tech Tool of the Week. Check out Conmigo. Man, it's quite awesome. Right now, it is a paid part of Khan Academy. It is against what they've always done, and I get that, but... Um, I did pay for it personally. It's $4 per month. I paid for it for my own child uh, just so I could see what it could do. And I told her to try to break it. And she has not yet been able to break it. So she is able to get some very personalized tutoring and help with homework and things that she's working on that she's learning about. Um, I love what it can do in that space. I, I know that there is currently work to... Um, at the conference, Mr. Khan talked about the work that they're doing to try to get it to be in schools and get it paid for um, in a way that teachers could use it because there is an opportunity there that teachers could save up to five hours per week with some really cool mastery-based personalized learning for both teachers and for students. Uh, very, very impressed with what they're doing. It's pretty amazing the way that it supports students and teachers in a way that leaves more time for that humanity and education. Definitely worth your time. I'm really excited about the the Conmigo when we first started doing the AI stuff. It was something that I looked at 
immediately and it wasn't quite fleshed out yet. And obviously it's not free. And I have a feeling that it will get there. I think it will get there. I think it will get there. That seems to be their their kind of mission. Absolutely. So the backbone that they have already for their material, and then you add the AI on top of it. That's good stuff. And Sal said that they're committed to using GPT-4 or whatever the the highest paid version is, which is why it does cost money right now. But um, they are committed to using the best AI there to to help decrease the um, the inequities that you'll see with kids anyways. So I have goosebumps. All right. Hey, where can they find you on the socials, Danielle? At Brostrom DA on LinkedIn and hopefully soon other places because... My director just got an invite to another location, and I need to see how I can get an invite. So, hey, you can find TCAP Sloop on LinkedIn, Facebook, the artist formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram. I'll be the all-star. Rate and review this and subscribe to the podcast. By the way, how what should they do to rate the podcast, Danielle? Oh, what, five stars? Give us five stars? Five stars. Please. I want all the stars. You, you deserve all the stars. Thanks. You're um, an all-star. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Castbox, Overcast, oh! Horn, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Thanks for listening. And inspi- <laughs> inspiring. I hope you backed up when we did Bullhorn because that was. You know- a-